0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Let's Connect. My name is Keith McPherson, and I'm really glad you've decided to join me for this next episode. Today on the show, I am joined by a guy named Rob Mack. It just dawned on me, but this is what happens when two Macs get together, Rob Mack and Keith McPherson. We get together and we speak about happiness, the power of coaching, and how it truly pays off to be in the present moment. Today, Rob joins me on the show. Rob's work has been endorsed by so many incredible people, including Oprah Winfrey, Vanessa Williams. He's a celebrity love coach for the television show famously single on E! And he also has been featured on shows like The Today Show, Good Morning America, Entertainment Tonight, it goes on and on and on. This guy is truly living the example of how to be present in a busy world and truly showing up as somebody that's a thought leader in the world Coaching and happiness. So sit back, relax, and let's connect. Hey everyone, I can only say that I am feeling so happy right now to introduce you to the guest today on the show. Rob Mack is here. Uh, we met up a few weeks ago while I was in Los Angeles. I was on his um, show that he co hosts called Good Morning Lullaland. If you haven't heard of Good Morning Lullaland, you've got to check this out. It's um, the first online streaming talk show that happens uh, every single day. It's a positive show. They have some incredible people on there that are really doing amazing things in the world. I was honored to be a guest on there a few weeks ago um, when I was in town promoting my book. And I was I felt so fortunate to, to run into Rob. And right away, I just felt like there was this synergy, this connection. It was like soul brother uniting. And uh, so I invited Rob to be on the show while I was down in L.A. And we literally met in a parking lot in uh, just outside of the Hollywood Bowl, <laughs> which was amazing. The, it was actually the parking lot for the Hollywood Bowl. And uh, Rob drove over to meet me. We ended up doing the podcast in the car, as you're going to hear. And the synergy was just incredible with this guy. Um, I don't have words to actually describe fully the, the power and the presence of this guy, but he has this way of just elevating the space when you're in his presence. And to me, that's the sign of somebody that's truly living, living the work that so many of us talk about, uh, the work of mindfulness, of being in this place of presence. Rob is um, just an incredible coach as well. He he coaches celebrities. I believe he's got a, a coaching practice outside of just celebrities. Um He's also in the media a lot, but what I love is that he's not your typical person in the media that's just saying all the right things. He, you can tell as you watch him that he's living with great integrity and courageous authenticity. So to have him on the show today is so exciting. Um, I don't want to speak too too much to it because uh, the conversation we had was absolutely magical. So without further ado, I'd like to just um, jump right into the car with Rob so you can um, yourself be inspired by this guy's presence. So I'll introduce you right now to the wonderful, the incredible, the inspirational Rob Mack. So you may have heard of carpool karaoke with James Corden, and you may have heard of comedians in cars, but today we are starting out a new trend. I'm sitting here with my brand new friend, and we are doing coaches in cars. I love it. Thank you so much for being here, Rob. It's just amazing. Rob Mack on the podcast. Uh, in your it, car.
1: Yes, in the car. We're literally in the car. <laughs> <right now. laughs> I'm freaking out. It's yeah. just amazing. It, it, you know, I love, love being in the car, and I didn't always feel that way, but the fact that I do now is so exhilarating for me because it just reminds you, you can find peace and happiness and joy anywhere and everywhere, if you realize you take it with you. Yeah. <laughs> right? In
0: parking lot D, outside yeah. of the Hollywood Bowl. Yes! It's just, we're parked in this white sedan, Yeah,
1: and uh, we're connecting. I, I yes. just absolutely love it. It's uh, great to have you here. You're, I so appreciate just getting a chance to connect with you. And, you know, we had you on Good Morning La La Land. And just one of my most memorable conversations, interviews, um, ever... Because you embody this deep, peaceful presence and mindfulness that you cannot fake, (laughs) cannot be faked, and that can only be lived. And you live it, and I just really want to honor you and share my appreciation for you, Um, not for just what you do, books and podcasts and the knowledge and information you share, but even more so for just who you are and the presence that you shine with and through and you know, um, and just for all of us, that you just shine. You there's an incredible light that you always consistently share with us, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah.
0: I uh, oh, that means a lot to me. I feel like I'm just getting blessed <laughs> like crazy across the uh, seat here over here. Thank you. Yeah. I um I'm just so excited to introduce people to you and your work. I I know very little to be quite honest because I just met you on Monday. Yeah. But the second we connected on that show, I just saw it too. I I feel like the best I can think of is just, as you were speaking, I'm like just reflecting back and forth. It's like a mirror when these moments happen and we meet people that are living as much as we can in each moment awake Mm. as opposed to, I mean, we're always falling off and seduced by all of that ego and, you know, it's just so subtle. And then it's just, oh, hang on, and you just come back and it's like, somebody that's on that trajectory and practice like yourself i'm just so excited that i get to introduce people to you because the work you're also doing is just profound and i see you on tv and shine is a great word for it there's a glow that comes off of you when i re the the interview online and it's rare to see that these days because i feel like so many people are still asleep They're forgetting or they just, they, they need to remember that there's so much more than trying to be more, get more, do more, get somewhere. It's right now. Mm. So
1: thank you. (laughs) Oh, I fully receive that. I've learned over time to receive. (laughs) I fully receive that. And I appreciate you you saying that. Um, It is, I think, you know, it is easy to sort of quote unquote fall off the path, although we're always on the path, but to forget that you're on the path mm-hmm. and um, you know to be seduced um, into sort of chasing things and people in the world uh, because it looks so shiny and it looks so interesting um, and to the large extent it is and I've learned uh, to even embrace that um, and I think the metaphor of being at a movie theater, watching a movie has been very helpful for me so th- I think about, well, I go to a movie sometimes, sometimes there are ups and there are downs, there are twists in the plot and you laugh and you cry and you also remember that the movie is make-believe hmm. and the movie is uh, real actors, real people may be there. They're seemingly real and they seem to be experiencing real emotions and whatnot. But at any point in time, if I want, I can step back away from the movie and I can remember I'm simply looking at a screen with images that are projected on that screen. And so I don't need to get lost in the story and the plot of my life anybody else's life i can stay conscious or continue to abide as the self with my focus and awareness always being one with or always being the screen itself you know essentially Mm. that screen is us and um yeah these conversations and being in your presence always makes it that much easier (laughs) to just remain as that presence as that awareness as that consciousness as the self yeah wow
0: um when you do get caught up in the movie playing in, on the screen in front of you, how do you bring yourself back to yeah. the reminder that,
1: no, I'm just the observer of the movie? Mm. Great question. Um, I think it's sort of changed and evolved a little bit over time. When I was first started out on or we first became aware that I was on this sort of quote-unquote spiritual journey, with no distance. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, that's The Course in Miracles.
0: Yes, that was last week's meditation. Yeah. No way. I
1: just finished that one. Love A Course in Miracles. Love that expression. Some of my favorite quotes yeah. are from A Course in Miracles, by the way. And I would say that in the beginning, it was mostly that I would have something very tragic or upsetting happen in quote unquote objective circumstances or conditions of my life. Uh-huh. And I'd say, oh my goodness, wait, you know, somebody just died that I cared about, or I'm, I'm sick now, or I lost, you know, a lot of money, or I lost my job, or whatever. That would kind of bring me back to a place where I'd say, you know what, I need to just do my best to stay present. As time has gone on, it's now just um, more and more, instead of, instead of needing something in the world to be upsetting or go wrong, so to speak, not that anything goes wrong, but um, you can have something that happens that you feel is undesirable at the moment instead it's just when i notice that i feel a little less than perfect peace or perfect happiness or perfect love Mm -hmm. um that's just a mindfulness bell to come back to the self so for me anything that disturbs my peace is i don't want to call it work but it's just a little a little area that i like to shine the light on yeah yeah so it's that i
0: think Huh. what and is that, it for you well very similar it's um it's like a sensation in the body for me when i start feeling this sort of anxiety come up um so that's one of the ways i notice it my belly gets kind of tense or my yeah. my chest tightens or i just all of a sudden another piece is my mind just starts going into a story about um all the what ifs and it kind of hooks me too into like oh, uh, this, this might be a good idea, because if you do that, then you'll get here, and then you'll get here, and then this will happen, and all that kind of stuff takes over. And so it's like this constant practice, and I find that when the mind starts hooking me, my body starts also trying to go, pay attention, you're getting seduced right now. And then it's the same practice. I, like, pa- I pause, I, just, I come back to a mantra of um, peace be with you, is, has been my mantra
1: peace be with you. Oh, that feels so wonderful. I love that. Yeah. I grew up Christian, you know, very sort of fire and brimstone. And, uh, I struggled for a long time because I had, as I got older, I had a knee-jerk reaction to that upbringing and, uh, the, the teachings, that sort of fundamental, um, list teachings that I sort of grew up on. And, um, you know, I went away, so to speak, and, uh, sort of the course there was no going away There was only going <laughs> right um, and and i discovered oh wow i'd read some buddhist scripture i'd read you know the Te ching and i'd read i had a girlfriend for a while she was muslim so i'd read the quran and i was just interested in, and it's interesting how it all brought me back to a place where i can more fully deeply appreciate and understand and appre- um, and really celebrate um a simple pro- but profound scripture yeah like that right yeah. peace I mean, be with you peace yeah be with that you. is of the scripture yeah yeah and but mm. I, And so I love that and that's one of my favorite tools too is the body right and it's interesting early in this sort of awakening process I remember having uh, the wish almost or the hope maybe the prayer that I would become more sensitive to how I felt because I felt like I was very sensitive overly sensitive in lots of ways but I wanted to be sensitive in a way that allowed me to wake up earlier before I got so lost in the movie you know instead of being an hour and a half into the movie and realizing oh wait this is a movie <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to mm-hmm. have a panic attack mm-hmm. I can in 30 seconds or, and what's interesting is I started developing this little digestive thing <laughs> and nothing that was particularly harmful but it was and it, it put me in more touch with the body and allowed me to be instantly aware the second that I would st- that I had perceived myself as stepping outside of quote unquote the self honestly. wow Right? So what you're saying there, so incredibly profound. And that's precisely my experience too. And I often experience it right there in the yeah. stomach or solar plexus. Absolutely. You know, I'm curious. I, I,
0: you do a lot of work in showbiz. I mean, that's your career. And my experience of it is um, it can be very seductive. I keep coming back to this word because you're constantly around uh, the ego of trying to get somewhere. trying to be somebody how do you maintain this level of peace like what's that practice like for you when you're every day like you're constantly around it
1: wow that's a phenomenal question um early in my career i thought i wanted to do tv and then i had a few experiences that sort of didn't resonate with me as much. I'd get calls from networks or production companies and say, hey, we're looking for a happiness coach or a dating coach or a life coach mm-hmm. or a positive psychology expert. Would you like to be a part of this project? I said, I'm really interested in hearing more about the project. And it was always a project that sounded less like helping people <laughs> and more <laughs> like entertaining people at someone else's expense. Right. right. And so I put that all on the shelf and then I just became, just kept focusing on practice presence you know the practice of presence um practicing the presence Mm -hmm. and over time as i got more and more centered or grounded so to speak um when entertainment projects or production projects or tv shows would come my way it was an entirely different experience because i was no longer looking for something in the projects or in the tv shows or any of that work it was for me mostly an opportunity to practice just to practice oh wow right practice the presence yes that really i was like well i don't know how much i'll even get to talk here i'm not sure if they'll let me be myself um but i'm going to abide as the self despite or in regardless of what they tell me i'll do my best to do what they need me to do for the job but ultimately i'm just going to abide in the self because that's the only place i can find or have found peace Mm. or happiness at all I read something interesting that helped a little as well. I remember reading Osho. I don't know if you've read Osho. I haven't. I yeah, f- this sounds vaguely familiar, but yeah. I haven't. And you've read everything, so <laughs> well. well <laughs> I no, I haven't. I'm a yeah. novice yeah. reader, to yeah. be yeah. honest. I'm yeah. just yeah. Well, that's a, it's a great it's great yeah. to be a novice. I um, <laughs> intend to sort of continue returning to that novice like Zen beginner's mind. But he said something interesting. He said, you know, um, the ego gets a bad rap, and he said um, for good reasons fear right and he said that being said as you become or as you continue to evolve which is really just awakening to who you really are mm-hmm. you come to n- recognize and realize the ways in which the ego can be used in the same way that an umbrella is he said it doesn't need to be dis- as long as you have a human body you're still somewhat t- just a touch in the ego you're never going to get rid of the ego so to speak mm-hmm. there's always going to be a little bit of an illusion there in your life in your world just as you look at things there's always an illusion yeah and he said um, but you can use, quote unquote, the ego. And by that, I think more of what he meant was really personality in a way that can serve your highest good. They can serve your awakening. Mm. And so you can continue to play your role in life. If you're a janitor, if you're a life coach, if you're mm-hmm. an actor, you play that role. But you never buy into the role to the extent that you forget that you're just the self. You mm. know, so you continue to do what you do on the outside in the outside world, but you do it even more effectively and efficiently and enjoyably as you just abide in the self and mm. go for the emotions.
0: Wow. That is profound. It's a, wow. It's <laughs> yeah. blowing my mind. I love the analogy that you're, yeah. you're creating
1: there in that way too. Yeah. Whew. What's <laughs> it like for you? Because you do a ton of interviews. You do the podcast. You're very much in you know a public role, you know, and so how do you continue to be, remain as that authentic self, self with a capital S, you know, mm-hmm. and meet the expectations, if that's desirable, mm-hmm. but live up to the role that you have or the responsibilities you have for your particular entertainment project that day. Yeah, it's
0: very similar, soul brother. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, I recently have come back to my roots as well. I was raised Christian uh, in Roman Catholic Church. And it was, um, I had a love-hate thing the whole time with it, you know? I felt like my ego would just not let me connect with the faith. And there is still, I mean, there's still that feeling that pops up of like, oh, this is religious or something. But that's not what I'm referring to. Um, I'm, I'm referring to just the simple practice of, I'm either being in alignment with God, or I am serving the egoic self. Mm-hmm. And I agree that there are gifts, actually, that the ego presses into that can easily manipulate us. Yet, you know, my ability to people-please is a gift if I'm using it in alignment with the Spirit. Oh, that's beautiful. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Or my ability to be a control freak, to get stuff done, to get results is actually a gift if I'm using it in the present moment as needed, as opposed to it like um, taking me over. You know, it's like, if it has me, Hmm. I'm out of balance. I need to, not I as in like my ego, but like spirit or that source energy, that Peace needs to have it. Yes. (laughs) You know? So there's this really interesting interplay between it. Um, So it's a constant meditation all day long. I mean, when I came onto the show the other day with you, my mind was racing when I walked in. I don't know how you... I guess you just get used to all those
1: lights shining in your (laughs) eyes. At at some point, you do become Mm -hmm. just desensitized. It's like being interrogated. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yes. Right. Particularly for someone like yourself um, or like myself. Yeah. You know, I, I... I always felt like i'm well by nature an introvert right and i like sort of deflecting and putting the questions on other people yes i genuinely curious and interested in them <laughs> right so that's so a, a very, very coaching you, thing yes you do. <laughs> yeah. when they ask you 30 questions in a row <laughs> <laughs> by know. yourself yeah and the,
0: do you find i mean that it comes up where you like you somehow have to prove your intelligence about the subject when you're getting interviewed <gasps> and it's like this time crunch of like you have a three-minute segment you've got to talk about happiness in your book and get it all out there <laughs> i mean
1: you right it's such a wow phenomenal question and actually just it's not funny you should say that i just um you know and i've been doing this for i don't know i guess i've been doing it for almost 20 years and i just came from i did a morning segment five hour like segment they tossed back to us for just 30 second clips you know, every hour or whatnot, and say, "Oh, we're with Rob, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about how to get through Valentine's Day and relationship stuff." And you know, at a deeper level, I'm just wanting to talk to people about peace. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is one avenue through which people access or want to access the peace. Mm-hmm. And I found myself in moments, you know, the, the, the host is so good; she's so the report, you know, the anchor, she's so excited and she's so full of fun and she's talking fast. And 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 they have, they're like, "Okay, you're, we're going to be back with you, Rob," and like you know, a few seconds here and you've got about seven seconds to say what you want to say. Now, for folks like us, yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me right now? Because I came with pages of notes, essentially, um, in my head. And, you know, and so you find yourself very quickly getting caught up in what's happening around you instead of staying focused and centered on what's happening within you. Yes. You know, and it does, I think even with the best, you know, I've got a few folks in my, Private practice that are really well-known public figures, and I ask them about that all the time, and they use a somewhat maybe different language. But even they are <laughs> struggle with that, right? Yeah. You know, and people yeah. would they could stand up there on stage for an hour and be completely silent, and everyone would be just as enthralled, <laughs> right, um, w- with them if they didn't say so. For me, I have noticed that the more you do it, the more seamless and effortless it becomes. Yeah, because you become less and less hypnotized. By whatever's happening outside you. Mm. And the whole key for me has been yeah the tip here, yeah the, how do you lock it's into little bit of Um, first of all you know it's just practice yes yeah. the more you do it the less you actually care what the results you You not you won't only really care you're like okay and for two reasons one you become desensitized to it all but for two you become better at it but for three you actually realize how little it actually matters <laughs> right like like it doesn't matter what happens right now right i could say the yeah. most ridiculous thing but this world is so big and there are so many people in this world yeah. and their attention mostly is focused on themselves anyway right they probably didn't hear it if they do hear it something bigger and better or worse will happen in seven seconds from now for them Yes. <laughs> and right. they will completely forget who i even am what i even said yeah and so i've discovered none of it the good and the bad it doesn't matter and so my job is just to have as much fun as i possibly can in that moment right it just doesn't matter like and i'm sure you've experienced this too when you look at your life and you think i thought all these things you know when i was a little younger when this happens oh my gosh then i'll be set for life right there's that constant i gotta get somewhere yeah. when this happens then that then yes that. yes you build up this idea in your head that this really good stuff could happen it will set you up forever this really bad stuff will happen will destroy you forever and you realize it's all nonsense it's all you know it's fun to you can play with it and enjoy it but it's all nonsense because the people and the things that you think are going to set you up for life don't ultimately and the things that are going to destroy you don't ultimately (laughs) yeah we we always are
0: getting what we need right now and it's like to lock into that that reminder and remembrance of like we're getting what we need we don't need to get anything else i think that's the somebody said that is the Byron Katie,
1: to think you need something outside of yourself is insanity. <laughs> oh my gosh, we Maybe. may actually share them. Well, we do share mine, but we, we. I mean, I'm working on a book right now, and that's the one little section I'm working on. Is how do you need? How do you know you need something? You have it. How do you know you don't need it? You don't have it, right? If you needed it mm. and you didn't have it, you'd actually be dead, and not just in a physical way. You know, I mean, you'd be dead, and even. If we don't see the body anymore, you drop the body. Are you dead? Did you really need anything? You think you put in the air. And <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Right? So yes.
0: But it was Byron Katie that, and her, yeah, the definition of insanity is to think you need something outside of this moment. Basically, is the essence
1: of this. Oh my goodness, totally. Yeah, and the trap always is that you think, well, no, I just have this future-oriented mindset right now. But once I do get that thing. Or once I do get the bill paid or get out of jail, whatever it happens to be in your life, Mm -hmm. then I'll just change my mindset then. But no, you take this future-oriented mindset with you into the future that becomes the present that you continue to project forward and out. Right. You're good, whatever it happens to be in that moment. So it's the future-oriented mindset or sometimes past-oriented mindset, basically absence, the lack of presence, that you're always projecting your happiness and peace and good and success and abundance to lie somewhere else other than here yeah. and now within yourself. There's like so many subtle
0: ways that like that ego or I call it saboteur in my book or whatever we call that, that it's like um, it's, it's deception and it, it seems like it's actually a good, you know what I mean? It's yes. like, well, of course this is good. I need to plan this so that I can get that so that I can get that. And it, it actually presents itself masked as deception, but it presents itself as like masked by, this is going to be really good because somehow then you're going to achieve everything you need and you're going to change the world. And like, it can really mask itself as a positive and yet it's like luring you off the path of the present moment that's
1: speaking and that's all you need. (laughs) shivers i've got something called a shiver test and when i and i've had it <laughs> right, since we you started m- you mentioned yeah, this Since i've met you yeah. it just lets me know i'm just you know connected at such a soul level uh-huh. in the conversation with the with the individual and i've had that since i have <laughs> met you and it but, and it's you're right about that it's um the greatest magician ever you know it's the great because it makes things appear and disappear and always sending you down some hallway And you think that you're on your way out, but it's actually just a house of mirrors. It's like a fun fun house. And before you know it, you're down a different path. And it's a confusing, perplexing mess. And there's underneath it all this erroneous belief that you'll somehow think your way out of it. (laughs) Like, I just need to figure out this one thing and I'll be figured out of this problem that I'm calling my life. Or There's the hook. Yes, that's the hook. And it finds really clever, mischievous, deceptive ways to get that hook back in you. And um, it's ways are endless. Yeah. Endless.
0: As you're saying this, I just, I'm now, I needed to hear you say the word magician um, because I've been trying to put together what this means. The other day I went to this um, lazy person yoga place that stretches your body. It was wild. I'm not a lazy yogi. That's my ego speaking now, if I want to be honest, (laughs) because I I practice every day. But um, I was just, I was really intrigued in the moment. I walked into this place and it's a stretch lab, it's called, and they stretch out your body. So I'm there on this table and this girl is like standing literally on my body, like getting into my connective tissue and I'm just like, oh, this is like (laughs) a massage from the inside out. And I'm laying there and all of a sudden I hear this guy come in and he's like so filled with joy at the front desk. He's just like beaming with beautiful energy and uh But my eyes are closed and I'm like just concentrating on my breath because my body's getting annihilated with this torture of my connective tissue. And um, so this guy makes his appointment and leaves. And then the girl working at the desk runs over to the girl that's standing on me. And she goes, do you know who that was? That was David Blaine, the magician. And I had no idea that who this was. But they were like, he is like the most magical guy in the world. Like he, he's like, he's incredible. I know nothing about, I've, I looked him up because I was so curious, but all week I've been trying to figure out what does this magician piece stand for? And all of a sudden I'm thinking, this is, an, be, be aware of the illusions around us that are not real, not David himself, but like the, just the idea of that. So oh. thank you for
1: updating me on that. No, it's, um, I love it because then you, for me, I've connected back to something. As a child, I was always fascinated with magic. I wanted to be a magician. You know, that was probably my first love now that I think about it. Wow. I wanted to be a magician. And I'm realizing that to a large extent, um, my work, and part of the reason I wanted to be a magician was, yeah, I wanted to impress people with a lot of ego thing. And I wanted to, the girls to like me or whoever and boys, to, you know, and guys to get along with me and all that good stuff. But to be honest with you, when I think about it, I wanted to know, I wanted to know what the secret was behind the illusion that's i just wanted to know the secret like i wanted to know how how did they do do that That, right (sighs) yeah how do they do that and you know i'm no expert but a couple of things one of the things i did learn was that you know it's all about distraction magic is it's all about distraction and so they have these really clever ways of doing simple things to get your focus to go left while they do the little trick on the right and that's all it is. It's a series of um, very well-articulated and planned acts nice. to distract you from where the real meaning and substance is. Hmm. And that's their whole work. And they're just and I, re- and I was like, wow, it's interesting. My work now, as much as I mean, wouldn't necessarily call myself a magician, it is seeing through the illusion and the deception that is life itself. And I say that without judgment. You know, it's just, it's a play, right? It's Leela. It's just a play. And and yes, it is. And that's why at the end of the day, when you're starting out a meditation practice or a mindfulness practice, like closing the eyes and flowing down and sort of shutting down the senses to a large extent Mm. is so incredibly necessary. Because if you don't, how are you going to turn away from this beautiful, gorgeous, crazy, scary world? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, ah, yeah. it's coming at me. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Do you find, I mean, you exude joy so often in the little bit that I've spent time with you. There's like a joyful bliss and it's free. It's like, it makes me want to dance, yeah. even though I have never been a dancer. <laughs> and um, I'm curious, like I sense you've been on this journey that what's the quote in course of miracles it, the journey with no distance with no distance yes. you've been practicing this for a while now yeah um i find myself as i'm practicing it it's quite an intense thing right now for me where i'm like i almost feel like i'm in boot camp where i'm just like i'm getting whipped down and be like, <laughs> Hey, here's your illusion come <laughs> yeah. back um and, and i'm i'm seeing you as like exuding joy i i'm curious i mean i'm sure you have moments yeah. of feeling like you're in boot camp too yeah. Um, but how, does it get easier? Like, or how, how does that joy piece come in? The it's happiness piece yeah, that you talk
1: about? Great question. Um, hmm. you definitely exude that, uh, you know, you exude that fully. You really, you know, do. Um, thank you. I, uh, yes. The answer is yes. It mm. most certainly gets easier there. Um, and I want to speak as much from my own experience here as possible. Um, yeah, no question. It gets easier, much easier. And sometimes it gets easier real fast. You know? Mm. Um, right before it gets easier real fast, it gets real hard real fast. Mm. You know, because you become increasingly sensitive to what's happening within you and outside of you. Mm-hmm. And that sensitivity can be jarring. Yeah. You know? And that's why a lot of times spiritual teachers will say is, you know, sort of the more you grow and evolve and the more that you get, the sort of the more it's expected of you. It's not that something outside of you or the world expects something more of you. Maybe they do, but that's not it's mm-hmm. neither here nor there. It's more that you're used to being calibrated and aligned at a level consistently so that when you get even bumped off just a little bit, you feel it in a really Mm. jarring way, right? And so, you know, you sort of go through that phase. Um, I I do certainly remember a period when I was like, I probably like, I don't know, a solid 10 or 15 years and I was just like really, I was like, I just want to be peaceful. I just want to be at peace and I want to be happy, whatever that means. And I remember almost like just feeling like I was hitting brick wall after brick wall. Like, and I'm like, what am I, what's happening here? You know, and uh, I realized that a huge part of it was that I had asked essentially at some deep level um, to be a light in the world and I had asked for unconditional peace, love, and happiness. And the only way to know that you are that is to have the experience of, seeming experience of not being that. Yeah, the opposite. Yeah. So the person that's asking more from you because you're getting more is yourself and you're you know it's and so it's kind of wild but it does get easier and the important thing for me has been to really continue to trust that it's not my work to change or fix or improve anything and that the awareness itself the unconditionally loving or non-judgmental awareness itself of what I'm thinking and feeling and doing is transformative, that it does the work. And that a huge tip to myself on this path has been to continue to remember that while the ego may think it's the doer, even of doing change within you, it's not. The Mm -hmm. doing happens on its own. The doing's already done. Yes. And your job is simply to witness that. Wow, this is like, yeah, what I'm thinking of is it's
0: like, I'm just being. Well, you're back to the yes. movie theater. I'm just being, well, it's being
1: done. Like, I am being done. Oh. Yeah? Beautiful. Yeah. That's it. Beautiful. That's And you have that experience sometimes, you know, like, and it always, I remember hearing conversations like this when I was younger, and it always sounded like <sighs> so esoteric. I know. It does.
0: I mean, there's probably people listening that have lost us. they have like, yeah. what? Yeah,
1: what? yeah. And, and, and it'll dawn in the same way that it has for each of You know, in five years or five days or five minutes from now, all of a sudden that seed is planted and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, you'll be in the middle of meditation or you'll be on a basketball court or you'll be, you know, um, intimate with someone. If all of a sudden you'll just find yourself slipping in or noticing that you're already Mm. in (laughs) this perfectly unshakable, immovable, unconditional peace and you're not doing anything and yet everything's being done through you and being done for you being done by you, but you're not doing anything. You're simply sitting there effortless mastery. Well, it's like breathing. It's like breathing. We make a big deal about breathing, but we're not breathing. Breathing is happening through us.
0: It's the same as living. Right. Breathing and living are like the same essence of just your being, your being. It's like uh, here now. Yes. And now here. And now here. Just this constant stepping towards... It doesn't even matter what towards. Right. I'm just being.
1: And, and what's beautiful about it and what's very helpful, I will admit fully, mm-hmm. is to see that or feel that reflected back to you and get have that experience validated mm-hmm. by even objective conditions of your life. And
0: thank God, quite literally. You're going to where I was going to yes, ask please. you. Yeah, yeah, well, I just was curious. Like, I'd always wondered because f- ever since I was young, um, these seemingly miraculous things would just show up around me and i would have these little glimpses of oh my gosh what a symbol for that or this even last night i was walking back to where i'm staying and um there's this guy i met who's a publicist who has he's another soul brother it's been a week of meeting soul brothers and um he said his mom always who has passed away always sends him symbols of roses to let him know when there's resonance and we're at the corner of he said where are you staying i said we're at, i'm at the corner of highland and cam rose and as soon as he heard the word rose he said oh my gosh my mom has sent you to connect with me and i've been and when i met this guy he was so he one of his friends had committed suicide this week and he'd said it and then the next thing i was cued to do was just give him a big hug and we just had this moment like we'd known each other forever it was like Holy. So I'm walking back to my place last night after learning about his mom and this whole story. And I look down, and there on the ground is this white bag from some designer store, like it's trash on the street. And it says, Be joy. Um, I think it said, Be joy, be happy. Hmm. And it was just like all the synchronicity. Um, yes. Do you find this starts happening when you start aligning?
1: Yes. Oh Even oh more. Goodness.
0: Like it's just more apparent. Totally. Any I stories mean, to share about Oh it? my gosh, so many. Uh, such a great...
1: Co- oh my gosh. I yeah. mean, so many. So one story. Um, so I remember having this management consulting job. Hated it. Loved the people. Loved the company. Wasn't for me. And I remember saying inside, I really don't want this job anymore. And I also recognize I'm not going to quit because it's hard for me to just say no to the money when I know I have nothing else. Yeah. And I know I don't want to do the corporate thing. And I remember just saying... I'm going to do what I can, though, to make the best of this. And so, and I said, I don't know what I want to do professionally either, but I do know that I want to move to Miami because I like sunshine. That's all I knew. Mm. And I I said, I'm going to act on this one piece of information I have, and I'm going to continue to try to, at this point, optimize for happiness. it It wasn't more than that. I didn't know a whole lot about what it would mean to be happy or not, and maybe at a deeper level I did, but intellectually I didn't. And so I just sat in that space, and then, I petitioned with the company to move to Miami and they said, oh, Rob, I don't know if it's going to work. I know you're kind of saying you want to get your MBA and everything like that, but we don't have offices there. And I said, okay, let me see if I can bring Miami to here, to Philadelphia. So I just did these silly things. I got my rollerblades and things, and I tried to go to like more Miami-style t- you know, restaurants or in Philadelphia. I tried to seek it out and I tried to, and I said, I'm just going to try and put myself in that Miami space. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, and I promised within a week, all of a sudden, when they told me for sure it wasn't going to happen, they said, Rob, um, yes, if you want to make that move, you're more than welcome. And you continue to hold (laughs) the position. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then after that, I remember wanting, uh, deciding that I was going to write a book and I sent it to a ton of publishers. I'd written this book, sent it to a ton of of publishers, nothing but rejections or no responses usually. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm going to put this on the shelf. I had committed to being happy what am I doing chasing book deals? You know, I can share this book if I want. i have it printed out at zero. What does it matter? I can share it online. Do I need to have a publishing deal? What does that matter? I'm here to help people and I'm here to be happy mostly. Mm. And so I put it on the shelf and I just continued enjoying my life and I booked this job. Ju- so I was laying by the pool, quite honestly, and I have this friend of mine, Melissa, a beautiful model, and she said, hey Rob, are you going to go to this casting? At the time I was modeling just to pay the bills. And I said, I'm not going to go to casting today. I think I'm going to sit by the pool, you know, and just going to lie here. <laughs> and I didn't have the money to be doing <laughs> that, but I was. that's where I was at. Yeah. I was really, and uh, she said, well, would you mind giving me a ride on your scooter? Because at the time, I'd been done with the consulting stuff. I had um, gotten rid of my two, I had two really nice cars. I got rid of them, and I just got a scooter. And she said, I'd love, can you give me a ride? And I said, oh, sure, Melissa. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> not the pain, most painful ride ever, right? So I said, all right, I'll give it a ride. Give it a ride. give it a ride to the casting. I waited outside, and while I'm outside one of the um, sort of casting directors came out and said, hey, are you going to cast for this job? And I said, um, I, I guess. I didn't plan on it. It was the same casting. So I said, okay. And he said, you know what? You might be good for this role. We're doing this TV show. It's called South Beach. Um, why don't you audition for the role? And I said, I'm not really an actor, you know. And he said, that's okay. Just read these couple lines. I think you have the right look for it. Wow. I read the lines and I, had, I didn't really care to even book it. Kind of, I was kind of hoping not to book it because I thought I'm not going to be able to live up to their expectations, <laughs> right? Yeah. Lo and behold, I booked the role. Then I got on set and I was like, I'm not, a, you know, I'm just going to do my best, but I'm just, remember, Rob, you're here to be happy. Just let go of the results. I met, I shot the scene. It happened to be opposite Vanessa Williams and uh, really incredible woman. And uh, we've become friends and uh, she actually ended up writing the book, the forward to my book. So she, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I put the book. So at this point she wrote the forward. I updated the book, put the book on the shelves. And uh, next thing somebody said, Hey, why don't you check out New World Library? A publishing company i just sent them a real quick one sentence lines and they have a book and someone recommended me and they said all right let's hear your pitch and i was like whoa that's <laughs> i shared a very short pitch i was passionate about it but i wasn't results driven all right let's do it what's happening here <laughs> wow yeah it's like effortless
0: mastery like where you're not trying you're just being as we've been talking and then these things just appear and when that starts happening do you find um The opportunity, like there's so much choice right now, especially when you're operating with this kind of awareness. There's so much choice and they're all good. They all appear to be good. How do you discern what you're going to say yes to and what you're going
1: to say no to? That is a profound question. I mean, really profound question. I've struggled with that over the course of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my college professors wrote a book called Paradox of Choice And the whole point was that we live in the land of the free, yes, and also the frustrated. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Because the more options you have, Mm. um, the more you create this possibility that combines all the best options Mm -hmm. into one imaginary option that doesn't even exist. Yeah. You know, it's like, I want want the guy that's both shy and outgoing. (laughs) Like, I want that guy (laughs) or whatever. And so, you know, and um, he said, you know, you've got to find ways to manage this sort of proliferation of choice for me couple things I've found have been helpful. Um, when it's a very minor choice, what to eat and things like that. I go to Cheesecake Factory. I used to freak out. You know? <laughs> I'm a maximizer. I can eat there? Yeah. Oh, my okay. God. Totally. Okay. Because I had to read the whole menu. St- I would stick to what worked. I always know I like chicken sandwiches, whatever. When it comes to bigger things, um, I've started doing two things um, over the last uh, several years. And one is um, I try to get real quiet. Mm-hmm. And I try to drop my will entirely so that I can know God's will because the only way to know God's will is to drop your will entirely like which <laughs> is a really tough thing yeah it is right so I get completely quiet about that and then so that's a, that's sort of the more important thing and then I ask God source self you know um, what should I essentially do here what would be in the highest good of everyone for me here that helps me also get the ego out of the way and hear what might that's still small voice is saying um, and there's and then there's sort of a, a third thing I do, which I think might be most important of all. And that is letting go of the need to make the right choice or right decision, but committing to making that decision, whichever one it is, right. Yeah. Right? And by that I mean... Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's not what I do, but how I do it that I've started, I started prioritizing oh, wow. the How? Whoa, right? I love it. I don't know if God or source or spirit or soul cares what you do as much as how you do it.
0: Yeah, how you're showing up in the moment yeah, to it.
1: Yeah, because like, you can take the most beautiful thing in the world, world peace. And if it's just about, you know, um, if it, at the end of the day, the intentions are wrong, not wrong, but inauthentic and not in alignment with mm-hmm. God or source, mm-hmm. then it will end in ultimate misery and unhappiness and less peace. Even the greatest peace movement can, be, can lead. So it's important for me to embody and embrace and be the change, the result now in the moment. Mm. That's the how, instead of thinking that whatever it is I'm doing is going to get me that result. Just be that result now. Yes, absolutely. Fully. And then things I have found tend to always work out. Not always. Yeah, always. (laughs) I'm just just thinking about how
0: life offers us like all the, the doing stuff, like all the props of life, or all the um, the scenes that are coming into the movie, I'm thinking about that yes. as you're speaking, and then I'm just thinking about this idea of um, how we interact with those props. It doesn't matter what the the scene or the prop is. It's like how am I showing up in it? So I'm just thinking in my own life, where um, as a coach, there was certain days where I get up and I'd be like, "Oh, I have to work. I have to go to my job. Like I have to go work at my job," and that was the egoic part projecting something into the future like somehow this is going to be a long day and it's going to be hard and i'm not going to get through it right and and that's getting lured again into this place where if i just take things moment to moment there is magic there's magic in every single scene whether we're sitting here in a car or i'm having lunch somewhere like wherever i'm going to be is where
1: i'm going to be and it's like how am i being oh how poignant this this is so poignant I literally had a conversation yesterday with my brother. And he said, it's, he said, it's unbelievable how many things I haven't accomplished in my life, <laughs> right? And I said, I can resonate with that. Resonates with me. And he said, and what's fascinating is once you actually get involved mm-hmm. and you start taking the action and you stay out of your head, it's beautiful and enjoyable. <laughs> and yeah. it's not even something you need to tolerate because it is just, it can be fun. In fact, almost anything and everything with the right quote-unquote mindset, with presence, yes. becomes fulfilling, yeah. right? So you're right. I took a class once in undergrad. It was action theory. And a brilliant professor. And one of the things he would say all the time is, um, the reason we procrastinate or the reasons that we experience so much suffering and misery in life is because we make it out to be a lot bigger than it is. Yeah. Instead of just chunking it down to bite-sized pieces and focusing on the moment, we also focus on, you mm-hmm. know, 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. And I remember a quote, and you'll like this. I think I think it was Baron Katie, and she said, "Life, and by life, I don't mean the um, faceless, formless awareness that we are, because that's usually, but the life situations and conditions of your life. Life is never as good or as bad as your mind makes it out to be." Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <Right>? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That also helps me drop the seductive, you know, being sed- seduced essentially by the world into doing things and being things or trying to think things. never
0: as good or bad
1: as as that egoic mind makes it out to be yes right and and tapping in tuning in turning on to the awareness the self the source the god that you're one with Uh that is infinitely better more blissful than the mind could ever possibly make it out to be that's been my experience
0: (sighs) i love it as i'm hearing it too i'm i'm just thinking about um this idea of how my schedule i don't know why this is coming in but how my schedule has been so stacked where i go from phone call to phone call to client to meeting to race over town and the more that i'm sitting in this place of being aware i actually want to do less like i want more space between things so that i can process so that i can stay attuned um, and i guess even if it was a very busy day I'm not going to get caught up in the actions of everything. And if it gets to the point where I'm feeling flooded and my ego's like, well, you can't cancel that. It's like, no, you can reschedule that. It's okay. Oh my gosh. Right.
1: Absolutely. Keith, it's a great reminder for me too. Cause my day gets booked up like that. Yeah. And, um, the one, so I like to think of mindfulness bells all the time. And once you're oh. in LA <laughs> traffic is a great mindfulness bell. Yeah. There's right? a lot of sirens around here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And stress and all these things just remind me, mm. um, so abide is the self, abide as you know, practice the presence of God. And um, this is a great example, though, like the space itself. And I've even thought about that in terms of writing books. Like some of my favorite books are the ones that have the most white space. <laughs> I'm noticing more and more. I'm like, right. Simplicity. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. The only way you can get there, I think, is you've got to be fully, deeply convinced that the future moment, or any future moment, holds no more opportunity or possibility for happiness and peace and love and joy than this moment. you got to be really fully convinced. And often, in my experience, mm. that means I have to experience a lot to get, you know, I'm a slow, <laughs> I've been a bit yeah. of a slow learner. Yeah. So it's like, if I think that I need that one more date or I need that one more drink or I need that one more book or whatever it is, it's yeah. great um, and fine. But in, in order to get through it and see through it, you actually have to approach it and address it and have the experience. You know, I think it was Jim Carrey who said, um, I want everyone to become extraordinarily rich and se- sex, successful so they can realize, finally realize, it's not the answer.
0: Uh,
1: it's kind of the only way you kind of you have to really taste it to realize, oh, yeah, it's not
0: nearly. A well, I recently had a guy on the podcast talking about that. He biked up and down a mountain every day for a year. Um, for pancreatic cancer that one of his friends had passed away they were doing a fundraiser and at the end of biking up and down this mountain after a year he got to the top the final day and he thought to himself i'm not actually excited about finishing this like i, I feel like all of my work of going up and down this mountain was not the point and he realized that he actually missed out the entire year pausing going halfway up the mountain to just like be in it it was like it was just trying to get somewhere so it's like i've just got to get this goal done and the fulfillment at the end wasn't there for him because he was just trying to get somewhere
1: you know sisyphus right the the, the, the sort of the story in the greek mm-hmm. mythology of rolling this big boulder up a hill only so that it can roll back down so that you have to push it back up the hill again yeah and doesn't that describe most of our lives i uh, know right yeah. over and over and over again yeah you know only to realize and recognize there's great peace and happiness and joy and even success. Sitting at the bottom of the hill doesn't mean that you're not great in, s- in lots of ways. Um, there's a greatness um, or an extraordinariness that you experience being there at the foot of the hill that's just so much more epic and incredible than, you know, dedicating your entire life and the precious time that we have <laughs> in this body on pushing this boulder up and down the hill and missing the scenery and missing, yeah um, you know, the journey and the joy of the journey, I suppose. Yeah. This is a joy, yeah! Oh my
0: goodness! I, uh, my mom, before I left from Canada to come down here to L.A. last week, um, we had this really amazing conversation, and she, I was talking to her about. I always feel a little intimidated when I come to L.A. because there's just there. I always I have this impression somehow that there's like a lot of ego, and I'm gonna be like have to prove my worth, and like all my limiting beliefs that get peeled away they just rise up again i'm like oh my god right and and she said here i'm getting this for you she said don't compare yourself don't be jealous of anybody just see the people that are living in the light and they are like your fellow light workers and just be in the love like be in that light like it just it's just a confirmation that that (gasps) things are waking up and meeting you as the first person I gave a hug to when I stepped into this town on Monday and being here in your car again, I'm just, I just feel like that's a confirmation of all of what we've been talking about. And, um, Mm. you're just a deep, deep,
1: rich blessing to me. Thank you. Keith, you have no idea brother. And I mean this from the deepest recesses of my heart, you are such an incredibly divine light and a consummate, model of love you really Mm. are man and your presence is palpable you know when you're in a room you can feel it Mm. you know and when you have a conversation with you i mean you're dialed in man and we always experience the ups and downs of the emotions and the thoughts and all that stuff man but your presence is truly spectacular (laughs) and you offer something to the world and particularly to the city That no one else possibly could or can, you know? And um, just to give an example of that. So I remember feeling, obviously, just that, how many, we all feel that way probably all the time, right? Yeah. And I had this experience when I, the first season, I did this reality show. And I was always like, I'm not going to do a reality show. (laughs) Okay. I'm still the, I know I'm quote unquote the expert, but it's still a reality show. My listeners are going to say, what's the show? So you better tell them what it is. So (laughs) it's famously single on E. Famously single on E. Okay. Two seasons. Okay. It's off the air now, Okay, um, but it was basically a cast of like reality stars and athletes, and okay. um, and I was a dating coach, essentially. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and um, I always think of myself more as a happiness coach, but there was a female <laughs> one, and there was a therapist, uh-huh. and what's interesting is, you know, the therapist, it was her show and her host, and she's extraordinary, and the other dating coach, extraordinary, Laurel House and Dr. Darcy Sterling, and, you know, as coaches, and even as therapists, we didn't get to do a whole lot of talking, it was really, you know, it's about the reality star so to speak and um but we're helping them navigate relationships and love Mm. in a healthier happier way and i remember at the very beginning saying rob you said that you were in this work and in this life because you wanted to experience or be peace and you wanted to be love, and you wanted to be happiness now you're getting an opportunity Mm -hmm. to be that right right yeah so you know i remember thinking though at the same time of course got the ego saying you want to say things. You want to make sure that they know you're smart and that you care, but you're also really smart. And Like this yeah. whole thing, right? Yeah. And I remember literally not saying hardly, I probably didn't say 10 words for episodes, after, you know, episode after episode. I would just, my whole intention was to sit there and to be peace and to be, even more than that, to be with presence, to just be presence. Whoa. That was it. Whoa. This is awesome. Right? I sense of this I man. W- Yes. And yeah. I will say... Huh. I will never forget. I think it was Callum Best, It was one, um, but multiple of them said to me at the end of the first season, they said, Rob, I, we will tell you right now, I don't know what it is because I don't remember <laughs> you saying a whole lot <laughs> or doing a whole lot. Yeah. But we're absolutely mesmerized by you. And we're so, we're just dying to know more about you. And <sighs> we feel so moved and changed by your presence. And I remember thinking, and I remember literally saying, I will tell you right now, at my best, I simply get out of the way, right? Like I was, I was <laughs> yeah. at, you know, I can receive that and also recognize there is nothing about me as a person that is special. Yes. But when I, at my best, I get out of the way. So, but that's what you do. You just do that. You do that consistently and you do that persistently. And everyone you touch the day that you came in, Good Morning, La, La Land, and I know everybody you've ever met in your whole life, on some level, whether they recognize it or not, whether their eye is open to it or not, whether they're awakened or not. They feel the transformative effect and power of your presence, man. Hmm. Thank Either you. I feel it at the deepest. Like I would have this conversation with you forever. <laughs> I know. I just uh, oh, it, yeah. and
0: it's like as you're saying it, uh, I'm taking, I'm soaking this in. Yeah. It like not the ego, but the uh, just the soul, spirit is is like smile. I'm getting this image of God, what like this just smiling light right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just reflecting back at you as well. Like it's just, it's, it's oneness, it's harmony. It's This is where the world is going. And we're just so lucky that we get to be present and awake enough to be witnessing this work right now in a time where we're just seeing like amazing transformation taking place everywhere. And um, yeah, this is a very, very special time for us to be consciously on the planet, Evolving.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Very well said. I mean, there's a calling. There's a calling put on each of us. There's a calling. Right? And, um, and that calling is um, a pleasure and a privilege. Yeah. Uh, and an opportunity um, to just fully, deeply, authentically express the peace and the love and the happiness that you are. And I feel there is no greater work on the planet than that, than just mm. that. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you could say or do that could ever compete with being that. Yes. And I mean that in both subjective ways, Uh but also objective ways. Yes, exactly. That's it. We've, sol- we've solved we've solved there you problems. go yeah it's yeah. <laughs> great yeah right, right. oh man yeah. the things
0: that happen well this is so cool <laughs> to do an episode of coaches in cars it's the first oh, i love this we gotta it's do awesome. this i wish i could do totally. this every day with you oh man it's, like, it's a great way to start the day off
1: listen you let me know anytime you're here dude let's do it let's just meet up and whether, yeah whether it's recorded or not yeah you know i love you man i yeah. really love you so i love you too i'm always down with that
0: i love you too yeah. thank you rob for being here and um Oh, just people will say, where do I
1: find this guy? Oh, yeah. What's the best way to, to connect, stay connected to this yeah. great energy? Great. Um, so staying connected, uh, never a question because it's always uh, we're all, all one. We're all connected. And that being said, it's uh, <laughs> helpful <laughs> to know that you can go to CoachRobMac.com. You can also find me on all social media platforms at Rob Mac official. That's R-O-B-M-A-C-K Official. And you can also tune in to Good Morning La, La Land Monday through Friday, 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific Time on all social media platforms. Uh, we share just positive, inspiring stories to uplift you and help you have a better day. Yeah, it's an amazing show. You really need to tune that in if you get the college Just to see Rob on TV, you'll see the glow I'm talking about. Well, man, it it's was awesome. infinitely better <laughs> having you on. It's so much easier to glow when you're surrounded by nothing but light. So, yeah. yeah,
0: love on, brother. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. Okay. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, what an amazing time that was sitting in the car at the Hollywood Bowl with Rob Mack, speaking about happiness, the power of presence. You know, it's just amazing when we truly take a moment to step outside of all that's distracting us and to remember that now is the moment of power. This is what life really is all about, is this beautiful practice of coming back into each present moment and living it to the fullest. Rob, thank you so much for being on the show today and inspiring us. For those of you that want to um, know more about Rob, go check him out. He's at CoachRobMac, M-A-C-K dot And uh, definitely drop him a line. Drop me a line as well if there's anything I can do to support you in your practice of mindfulness and living your best life. I'm here for you. We're here for you. I hope you have a wonderful week, everyone. Let's stay in touch, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Let's Connect.